Welcome to Everything is Awesome, where we talk about awesome things and awesome people. I'm your host, Kev, and this week we have a very special guest, uh, someone who has, if I had to guess as a child, dreamt to play a sport that he loved, and he was lucky enough to accomplish that dream, uh, and I was lucky enough to work with him and get to know him, and uh, I would say become a friend, and uh, without further ado, the one and only... Uh, major, former major league pitcher, Jim Hoey, or James What's Hoey. going on, kid? What's going on? <laughs> Nothing much, man. What's, so. You can call me your friend. It's, it's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. All that type of relationship. I, I feel like we're friends. I feel like, so, <laughs> so, a little backstory is that, uh, you worked for, uh, well, we'll just call it Company X. Um, yeah, y- uh, you started back in <laughs> April of last year? Uh, February. Oh wow! That's what, I retired. That's when I retired back in February of 2014. Um, and uh, and we will get to that point of your story unless you, you unless you take us elsewhere. But uh, yeah. um, so February of last year is when we started working together. Wow! I didn't realize it was that long. So we worked together I know, for tell me about it. for over a year. I, yep. uh, Went quick, didn't it? Yeah, it was super, dude. It's uh, what October 2015. It's life is just. I can't believe I'm 31 years old. Yeah, I got that right. Like, it's it's like I remember 10 years ago being a dopey 20 year on a 21 year old uh, with a like a real job and like just pissing my money away, drinking booze. I remember those? Was that? Yeah, that was so long ago. I got drafted into baseball. That's right out of college. Um, that was. So, uh, how old are you? 32. Okay, so we're about the same age. Um, Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, time goes by, and I'm sure like you've had like a lifetime of experience with uh, with baseball. Um, but yeah, so we we started working together at Company X back in February, and just uh, you know, I, I remember when you first started, I would say this guy thinks he's big time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Is that the perception I, I give off? No, 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 no. It's because you were a baseball player. No, they player. call it. They call it. What's it called? They call it a uh, 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 big league. Oh, is that what it I is in baseball? League. Yeah, yeah, you know, you just like kind of snob somebody. Hey, he big league me. You okay. didn't talk to me. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. a running joke. No, no. Uh, it was <laughs> honestly, it was. So uh, I guess somebody uh, told me that uh, you were a you know used to play in the major leagues, and I'm like, fucking no way. And then like I finally googled your name, and like now I can say with a smile, like, Google it. I, if I Google my friend's name, like it comes up as like an important person. There's like a plethora of images of me just staring at you with my eyes, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just kind of eerie, you know, you see that one mustache, I look, uh, don't look so happy. <laughs> and, uh, and I just remember saying, wow, man, this guy is big time. And that was, I think like eventually, uh, I know, I know uh, another person, I think he said it a couple times, but I know eventually I st- we started just kind of laying it out there once in a blue moon. But, uh, yeah, and then we became friends, bonded over some Batman stuff and other comic book stuff. Yeah, we kind of ventured into that, didn't we? Didn't some, uh, some t-shirts, some, yeah, some superhero t-shirts. We didn't t-shirts. end up, uh, you know, selling the shirts, but the designs Ooh. still exist. And, uh. I really wish we went to Comic Con. You need to come out to, to California and go Dude. to San Diego and we'll go to that actual Comic Con. Yeah, like, let me, let me tell you, there is, 
I, so many reasons for me to go out to California. Uh, the most important one for me is Comic Con, and it's I I've been given the okay to just go ahead and go whenever whenever I want as long as I have the money for it. Uh, but I also perfect. It's, it's something that I want to share because it it may be a one time thing only for me. So it is something that I want to share with the family. So it is something like, all right, well, I got to find the right time to bring the kids and stuff. But if I can get some uh, press pass action, which is not hard, <laughs> uh, maybe for San Diego, it might hard be hard for me to do. How could you do that? That's the question. Could you register for like a paper and like just be, hey, I'm a photographer? No, I, I have done it uh, for Wizard World. So the Comic-Con that we were going to go to, um, for those that don't know what Wizard World is, it is probably we'll call it like the third largest um, like comic book convention, um, and it's the only one that I know of that actually kind of tours the country. So um, there's a Wizard World pretty much every once or twice a month throughout the country, and in Philadelphia it is like mm-hmm. the big event for like that I know of. Like as far as like geekdom is concerned, um, they just they're trying to like this past month they tried to push Walker Stalker Con, um, but. This Wizard World is kind of big out here in Philly, uh, so much so that I believe this year that we were going to go was the first year they expanded it to four days from three. Um, but I did uh, – just having a podcast and a website and a blog is all I needed to get a press pass from them. Interesting. Uh, so I, we've tried it with uh, E3. That's a little bit harder to get into from what I hear. Uh, Where's that one at? E3 is, I believe it's out west. It's, um, but it's it's open. It's for video games, um, and it's for the media only. So, like IGN goes out there. Um, other video game blogs that I would probably should know, but don't. Um, like real media gets out there. We're, we won't hold you to that. It's okay. We won't hold you to that. <laughs> Listen, I haven't played a real video game in about. Years. That's what happens when you uh, when you have a child. It's it's very few video game playings. But here's the cool thing about having a kid now that is almost four years old. I do get into some more video games now because of getting to that. There you age. go. And what bonding I think, time. What I think is the coolest bonding time we have. Is I don't know if it's going to turn into something we uh, we put out there for the public to listen to, but like once in a while we'll come out into uh, what we've dubbed the shedio. Uh, I've turned my shed into a, a studio uh, and uh, great name. Yeah. Oh, I trademark love it. Tr- trademark that name. It's, it is. I mean, I, I guess it's a copyright at the very least. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll come out here and we'll record a podcast. Uh, you know, him and I will sit down for five minutes and and we'll. We'll just chat about about his day, and it's the coolest thing. Like that to me. Is, That's great. Do you did you make your did you make him your his own channel? Like it was his like it was his show. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's called I think the official name is Kid Chat is what I'm going with. Um, okay. Or, and like it's him. Like we just he sits there and like I try to, to coach him into saying like welcome to Kid Chat. And it, when we go to sign off, I kind of coach him to to say goodbye to people and and, and give the plugs and whatnot. And uh, he digs it. Like, he likes sitting there recording. That's great. Uh, so I'm slowly forming him into a mini-me. People listening to this podcast, where the, where can they find that? Well, if it's going to be posted by the time this goes live, it will be probably on thatentertains.com, which is where this podcast, I believe, is going to reside. Um, and uh, eventually there's going to be a, a, a podcast network. Anyone listening to this that has followed my podcasting career over the last, we'll say – eight years or so 
uh, hhwst.net will be the future home of any podcast I do or, or produce. So, um, I would say check thatentertains.com, awesomepodcast.com, and hhwst.net, and I'm sure you'll find the, the kid chat, you'll find everything is awesome. And Can you subscribe to it? Not yet, but uh, if I post it out there, uh, basically, Jen told me she needs to uh, listen to it and give it the okay before she'll let it go out there to the public, since, you know, it's, it's her kids. <laughs> okay. So Right on. That's your editor. You can call her your editor. Yeah, and that's what, so, like, yeah. it's, I sit down, and we probably record <laughs> for 15 minutes, him and I, and then uh, I edit it down to, it's usually about five minutes of usable air, the two or three episodes we've done. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we just, I mean, the first episode we talked about, I think his day and, and, and how to sign off of the podcast. And I brought up references that he won't understand, like Kevin Smith and probably the term podcast in general. Uh, and then the, the second episode, we talked about something that we both have common, uh, likes for is, uh, the turtles. Him and I just sat down and talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for like 10 minutes. That's awesome. So uh, that's what I've been doing uh, besides wanting to uh, go crazy professionally. But uh, that's a story for not the microphone, you know. Uh, and we'll get to your California story. But I kind of want to start a little bit. I guess start the show off proper now, officially. And, uh, you know, we'll see if we go elsewhere during the course of this show. But we'll talk about your baseball career and – uh, kind of like, where did that start? I kind of, uh, mentioned that I, you know, I feel like it probably started as some sort of dream you had as a kid. Um, but I'll let you tell that story. Where, where did it start for wanting to be a baseball player and how did you, uh, kind of, you know, get there? I think every little kid wants to be a baseball player when they start up. Doesn't necessarily have to be baseball, sports in general. A lot of kids play football and then baseball or football and something else. There's always multiple sports rather than just one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love sports all the way, you know, my whole life and I've always played. So in high school is when I stopped playing soccer and hockey and basketball and started focusing on baseball. Uh, and that's when I kind of knew where uh, that was going to take me at that point. And it was just, it was just working to get to that goal, um, doing everything I could, whether it be in the weight room, whether it be, uh, Studying um, television, studying video, uh, you just do all that to push yourself every day and, and get to where you need to be. Uh, that's that's interesting. I always kind of uh, I feel like the, the the athletes out there. I always I get the, the the feeling that they're like that's what they like the Tiger Woods mentality where you know he was four years old and playing golf and. It was, it was, that's, that's what it was your whole life. So that's interesting that it wasn't just that one sport you had up in, until high school at the very least. Uh, and it's weird because you say that. And for me, I never, I don't, I don't think, I don't recall ever playing organized sports, um, with like a school team or a county team. I think maybe like pick up games here and there. Um, and I would have to defer to my parents to find out why. But uh, <laughs> I, for me, I was probably uh, like a, a preteen when I sat down and said, I want to be a professional wrestler. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, for, you know what? As much as, uh, you know, anyone's dream can be accomplished, I feel like that was accomplished for me. But um, so. That was so popular back then. That was popular wh- back in, um, what was that? The 90s. 90s? Yeah, the yeah. 90s is probably one. Like, I was born in 84, so, um, and I, I, my earliest memory of wrestling is the 90s 
And, um, I mean, I obviously remember, like, key things from the 80s, like Hogan and some certain Shawn Michaels stuff, since he was the guy that I followed. But, um, yeah. Who was, pop- who was popular in the 90s? Cause I remember Hulk Hogan. I remember uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage. That was the 80s, though, right? Uh 80s bled into the 90s. Um, Shawn Michaels was huge in the 90s. Later in the 90s, Stone Cold was huge. You actually forget that, like, Stone Cold and The Rock and uh, a lot that of the guys. That was the guys, 90s. Yeah, they, they were, like, wow. the, the mid to late 90s into the mid 2000s before they kind of left the business. So, like, if you sit down and think about it, like, you forget how long, uh, either how old we are or how right. long the business has been around at this point. And, um,. The, Which I I like The Rock as an actor, by the way. Yeah, you know what? Um, I when he first left wrestling, uh, for acting, I had a big problem with it, not, and not because he was a terrible actor. He was actually a really good actor, uh, and still is. Uh, yeah. My problem was that I felt like he used wrestling to get there because as soon as he found success in wrestling, he or in acting, he left uh, WWE. But uh, he has proven since then that he is yeah. a, a WWE guy and he cares about the wrestling business. And I also was probably a late teenager, early 20s when that happened. So I, I feel like most people in that age frame uh, or age range, rather, a bunch of cynical assholes that just want to be negative, uh, myself mm-hmm. included. So I think that's where that came from. But, yeah, no, I mean, The Rock has been great in – Almost everything I've ever seen him in, like even, and this is probably one of the uh, one of these um, uh, guilty pleasures. But even like the Tooth Fairy, no, not the Tooth Fairy, uh, Game Plan, the Game Plan where he like is a football player, <laughs> and okay, fi- finds when out he said, has a daughter. Yes, uh, I didn't. I never saw that. I saw the trailer for it, and the only reason I laugh is because at one time he's wearing the butterfly little costume. Yes, and. I'll tell you what, uh, and I haven't seen this movie since it first came out on probably some sort of HBO or Showtime or something. Maybe even Netflix when it first started Netflix. Mm-hmm. But that movie, uh, th- it has it has some feels. Uh, I will admit that <laughs> there's a, and I didn't even have kids at the time when I first watched this. There is a part of that movie where like you, it just your heart sinks for a moment, and you're like, oh my god, like what? And you. Uh, like I cry, I don't know if I've ever talked about this at work, but I like I cried at the Muppets, the the movie with Jason Segel. <laughs> like I cried, I I got, I shed tears when Kermit gave a speech in that. So like I'm a crier when it comes to emotional shit, and uh, and I'm sure I cried during the game plan at some point, and I don't know if I liked it all the way through, but the end was good. Never saw it. I gotta see it now. Uh, I, it's worth, it's worth a watch, uh, probably better to admit any, all of that when you have kids. So, you know, as long <laughs> okay. as I hide the fact that I watched it before the kids, I'm usually in the clear, but, uh, for the sake of being open, uh, but yeah, uh, where were we wrestling? Oh, I know we went, we, we went off on a wild tangent. It's, I'm not sure where we were. Uh, <laughs> kids listening to this show, uh, it, Get used to it. If you've listened to the first episode or two that I did with Garrett, uh, we just went on random tangents, and it's bound to happen in every episode. I kind of like that the show that way. Uh, so uh, deal with it or don't listen is what I say. Keeps you on your toes, put exactly. it that way. Uh, so you, in high school, when you started studying up on baseball and um, kind of focusing on that as your as your sport, 
where, how did you progress further? Like, did you, cause I know a lot of baseball players can get drafted out of high school. Is so, that normal? Uh, or did you go to college first? What happened? I went to college first. I went to Ryder University in, uh, in New Jersey and I was half athletic, half academic scholarship. So it paid for my whole school. And then junior year, after three years of college, I got drafted by the Baltimore Orioles and that was in 2003. And, uh, so did you stop college at that point or? Yeah, at that point you kind of make a decision what you want to do. Do I go to professional baseball or do I go back to school for a year? Uh, and it's a hard decision to make, but in the long run, I wanted baseball to be my career. And I figured I needed to get in at one year extra that I had, uh, cause one year in baseball is a pretty big deal when it comes to development wise. Um, so I went, uh, and, and made the decision to go pro. And, and then from there, I, what do you start out in their, I assume their minor league system and, and build up? Yeah. So I went right to, uh, there's about five different leagues. There's rookie A, A, low A, high A, double A, triple A. Um, I went to right to rookie A. So started from the bottom. Uh, that was my first year, and that, after that first year, I had surgery. I had Tommy John surgery on my uh, right elbow, and that was in 2004. Isn't that like a terrible injury to have as a pitcher? That um, So there's two main injuries. There's that one and a shoulder. I had the shoulder one as well. I would think that the Tommy John I would is the easiest surgery to get. Um, there's only one moving direction uh, in your in your elbow compared to your shoulder. So that 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 was a piece of cake surgery <laughs> to oh, okay. me. Yeah, it was a it was a real quick recovery and uh it was pretty easy. Now, injuries common for a pitcher and if so for for you specifically, is it something that you tried to hide because you wanted to push through and make it? Oh, well yeah, actually that's that's right. Um in 2005 I started feeling my no, 2006 I started feeling my shoulder soreness. And that was the first year I actually made up to the uh, big leagues. Um, and I had checked out, and the doctor said, you know, you're good. Uh, I went down and drove like three hours to Maryland to uh, see the team doctor. He checked me out. He said, no, you're good. It was a five-minute, five-minute, yeah, five-minute um, diagnostics. And he said, my dad and I just left and went back home, three-hour drive for five minutes, six hours total. Um but yeah, after that, I just pushed through, and 2008 had the shoulder surgery. Now, is uh, is that something that you would recommend to these kids out there wanting to play baseball? Is it something that you regret doing, yeah. or is it not that big of a deal uh, because of the type of injury? No, I would say take care of yourself. Take care of your body and do what you need to do as far as treatment, lifting, just maintaining uh, some sort of... Um, you know, routine to strengthen your body. And because nobody wants to have surgery, it sets you back a year, year and a half. And it's just, it's not good for the career. I, like I said earlier, uh, one year time in baseball is, is, is significant to miss, uh, in say a five year career. Would that, would that go for any position or pitching specifically? Pitching, you'll see more injuries, inju- injuries and, and position players, they can't, can't really predict an injury because it's all um, whether they get hit with a baseball, break a bone, or if they slide wrong, um, trying to catch a ball or to a bag is, you know, 
other than that, there's no real typical position player injury. You start out in the big league. Uh, so you, in, what, in 2006 you said you got moved up to the big leagues? Yeah, 2006. I was uh, 23 years old. With the team that drafted you still? Correct, Baltimore Orioles. Uh, what was the what was the feeling at that moment? The first thing is the weirdest thing. The first thing I thought about when you know I got the call to go to the mound was um, the lights were just very bright. <laughs> I guess there's a big difference between minor league lighting on the field and big league lighting, but honestly, the first thought I had is, "Wow, wow, it's bright out here." <laughs> oh, okay. So let me ask you about this call then. Like, do you have time to like kind of comprehend what's going on? You, I got called uh, that morning and drove to Camden Yards that night and pitched that night. So, oh, so you really don't have time to process? No. So, that's that's amazing. I, yeah, they just throw you right. I mean, okay, so you're used to it. You've been through four levels of baseball. You've pitched in front of uh, twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand people in the minor leagues on a good day, uh, and you're used to it. So when you get called up, it's just like. The thrill of it, and then when you get on the mound, it's an adrenaline rush. You're not nervous. You're not anything else but excited. So it's an adrenaline rush. And, uh, um, yeah, you're up in one day. That's I, – I feel like that's something that my mind just couldn't handle. Like, just <laughs> the, getting the call and having to go through so many emotions in less than a 12-hour period. Seriously. That's uh, – I, I think you need training for that. You know, mental training like that. You know, yeah. You know what's great uh, that my parents were able to live about three hours away, and they just drove down that night and watched me pitch. That's they cool. said I'm, c- I'm coming to the game, and you know they they just took off of work and did it. That's now. What's uh, th- were they big baseball fans? Were your family big baseball fans before you started playing professionally, or or even the minor leagues? Or, or oh yeah, well absolutely. My dad's the one that taught me. You know, he'd bring me to the park, hit me ground balls, hit me fly balls, catch for me. He's, you know, all through high school, and still caught me when I was uh, playing in the minors. So, um, you know, he was always there, and he's probably the one that taught me the uh, my my sports attitude my uh determination uh and my um my you know gameplay uh so yeah so they were always baseball fans and he taught me whatever you know everything so huge supporters they weren't the type of people that said "Ooh, baseball one in a million shot you don't no, you don't know that's very cool i i would imagine that's got to be almost 90 percent of you know making the decision to yeah, say, yeah. that's what i'm going to well, do my- my mom would push me. My mom would bring me to uh, all my sporting events uh, during the week. It's just nonstop for her. She'd go to work. She'd come home uh, and bring me to a game, get me something to eat, and then bring me back home. So she'd always uh, be there pushing me to each sporting event. I didn't just play one sport or one season. It was like every season. Yeah, and that's you know something that I'm starting to go through as a father myself. Uh, you know, yeah. I, like I said, like I said earlier in the show, it's not something I ever experienced myself as a child. Um, but I'm experiencing it as an uncle. Um, I see how often my nephew plays, and now as a father, uh, you know, he's Trey is now in soccer uh, for the fall, and um, you know, it's it is a lot, especially as not right now because it's you know once a week, and uh, it seems like the fall season, at least in like t-ball and in and um, in soccer, they take it easy on you. 
but the spring and summer when, and again, not so much my son because he's in practice t-ball and t-ball, but my nephew who is now, I, I guess the, he's eight years old. So whatever level that would be considered. Um, you know, he, it's like three, it's insane. Like three nights a week for practice, week, weekend games, some night games during the week. It's insane how much you play as a kid. Oh yeah. I mean, I can only imagine just, I'm just looking back on what my mom did. I can only imagine what it is like as a parent to do it. Yeah. You know what? Um, I, I have yet to get to the point as a parent where I need to be there. Cause I, I try to coach and I will continue to try as coach as much as often, uh, for any of his sports that he plays. Uh, so I, I, right now, because he's in the easy level stuff, I have yet to get to it, but I'm sure as time goes on, you know, it's going to be, like I said, I see it with my nephew it is, it, it's a commitment as a parent, just as much as it is as a, uh, as a kid who wants to do it. Oh yeah. It's a huge commitment. You know, I mean, that's where you, that's where you have a kid for to be committed. You know, as, as a person who didn't really play sports, at least, uh, the way you did or the way my son is even playing, uh, as a kid, it's, it's really, uh, nice to kind of be enthralled in that world because it's not, I mean, if you knew me even 10 years ago where I was really only a football fan, uh, and even that was just Eagles fan, you know, it, it you, and beyond, before that, it was like, all right, I, I'll just, whatever. It's, it's wrestling or nothing for me. Like I was the more, 10 years ago, I guess longer than that since we've been out of high school, you know, we'll go 13 to 15 years ago. Like it was uncool to like what I like and probably what you like, like the Batman stuff and the, and the comic book stuff, the Walking Dead stuff, anything that has any kind of geek culture. It was like, I, I didn't get beat up, but you know, I lived, I lived in a school where that didn't happen. Uh, like, that was definitely different. You're right. It was just a different style altogether things have changed so that and i see it here i'm in silicon valley things are just tech-based everybody's online everybody's in the cloud (laughs) in fact yeah that's just that's how things work nowadays so everyone's used to technology everybody's used to smartphones and and uh i think everyone has a smartphone honestly i I, you know what there's a few people out there who don't and i and i chuckle at that but i know uh, you know I'm, i'm i'm actually on uh, Skype on my iPhone, so it's you know I use my smartphone for everything. Yeah, you know, and I was there's there's a setup where I was thinking about using my iPhone as as the Skype uh, unit and and going through my other like more elaborate yeah. setup, but uh, yeah, I mean the and honestly when I sometimes I used to do a show with a buddy where uh, I we literally sat my phone down on a table and hit record and we that's how we recorded our show and on, the quality yeah. is just as good as using this elaborate setup that I have now. Um, you know, so sitting down, you know, if we were in the same time zone, same place to sit down face to face, we could literally record on our iPhone and it would sound just as good, if not better than what we're doing now. Yeah. Amazing quality and technology nowadays and things that are coming up. Yeah. And and it's just, you know, amazing that, you know, 15 years ago, which is not that long ago in the grand scheme of things that, you know, it was uncool to like anything like technology to like Star Wars now the jocks in high school are on equal playing field as you know the nerds as far as what they what's considered likable and acceptable to like. Right. I mean, out, come out here and you'll ask somebody if you don't know how to code, uh, simple HTML code, then you're you're uh, um, not the majority. The majority here people are tech 
I mean, again, look where I am. I'm in the heart of Silicon Valley. Yeah, and and that's, I mean, even, uh, you know, in this age of uh, making everything simpler, you, you know, some people may not know how to code necessarily, but, mm-hmm. you know, like... You don't even have to, you're right. You yeah, might not like, even have to. You got, you know, uh, some WordPress themes, you got Squarespace, you got <clears throat> all these different, um, you know website tools to help you build a website where you really don't need to know much html which me personally i think is a shame because you know and i know you're you're a and we'll we'll probably get to this in a couple seconds in a couple minutes but you know you're a far superior coder web developer to than i am i kind of just play around with it but i grew up in the world of you know dreamweaver you know, I, I think the first thing I used was CS4 maybe, and even before yep. that, that's like, hey, use front page or, you know, use a text document and type out all your HTML code. That's what I did back in, uh, two, uh, oh my god, 1998. Yeah. <laughs> my first HTML page. In fact, you could probably find it on the web, but it was, uh, it was horrible. There was like flashing red and green lights everywhere. It was so simple and basic HTML. Well, that that was the the '90s web, you know. That that's yeah. what I dubbed GeoCities web. Um, you know, GeoCities. There's there's a couple websites that I'll go to and I'll just look at it. And I'll be like, it looks like they've built this in GeoCities. <laughs> And, and I couldn't even, I assume that was, from what I remember, it was HTML, but maybe there was some sort of builder behind it to help you. But, I, and I have saved on various flash drives and CDs and, and, uh, whatever kind of storage devices, websites that I coded back in the, we'll say early 2000s, uh, for like when I, when I used to wrestle in the backyard, like we were like those kids that were like, all right, let's be on the website. Like, let's be a legitimate backyard federation and have a website. And it was, it's atrocious. Like it's <laughs> the, the fact that that existed and that's what was the, the, the status quo. It's amazing what, how easy it is now. And I mean, th- things change, things shift. It's, yeah, it's amazing with, with the difference. But it is also at the same time, like I, there's people, you know, that, um, you know, I, I work with who have, uh, taken over some responsibilities that, that, are uh, web-based and they have no business doing it because what they're used to doing at home is the very basic WordPress or Squarespace or whatever is basically a visual point and click kind of builder, which isn't always a bad thing. Like I know, um, I think what X uses cornerstone and that's like a, mm-hmm. I, that's, that's a great tool, but I, I feel like having the knowledge to hit, let me edit this in text and throw in a couple lines of HTML is just something that's not necessarily the norm, at least not in here in Pennsylvania. It's not the norm. Yeah, I mean, nowadays with those type of templates, you don't have to. But when I started digging deeper and started writing PHP and getting in the back end, then you can actually control some of that uh, and actually make it a little bit better. But, yeah, you're right. You can easily just sign up and get a website nowadays. And, uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, unless there's anything major about your uh, baseball career, I mean, let's, before we segue into what you've been doing after baseball, let's talk about the, you know, towards the end of your career. Um, I, I, was it injury based? Was it, um, was it, uh, just, you know, age based that you were winding down in your career? I actually started feeling like I couldn't recover as fast, uh, and that's due to your age. You know, you go out there, you throw. I threw hard. I threw upper 90s, so it put a lot of toll on my arm and my body, and that's when 
you know, I've had two surgeries and it just, you can tell the toll it puts on you. So, um, it came down to, I couldn't recover. I'd throw one day and the next day I'd be sore and the next day would feel a little bit better, but I'm not at a hundred percent. And it just took a toll on me. So, uh, got getting up there in age, you're, you're looked at differently when you hit 30. And, um, I went on to play until I was 30, 31, but you know, you just looked at differently. And what, what was the feeling when you, when you kind of admitted to yourself that it was time to, to retire, time to, to leave Major League Baseball? I was okay with it. I already set myself up to, uh, one, teach myself how to build websites. Um, I would do that every off season, uh, build a couple of my own websites and actually build a portfolio around what I've done and kind of set myself up to make that transition. I was okay. I estimated I had about four more years of playing baseball or I had about another 25 in my second career. So I decided to start it three years earlier than I would have. And, uh, so, so in doing that, uh, you is kind of, I guess where we intersect almost, um and you you retired from baseball officially in 2014 or would it be considered 13 I guess I would finish out the se- season of 13 and I guess I would say I retired in 2014 I I'm not sure yeah, it, something it, like that it's, uh, <laughs> What's the yeah You're not sure I mean I guess Wikipedia officially says I think 2013 if I were to if I if I remember right. correctly there you go. But can't you change that? <laughs> I, I guess I can. You know, because I'm not you. I know you. So I, it, I am my own source. I want you to edit it and just put in something just totally random. Make like another section. Put your podcast there as a title and just write some random note in there. This way when people go to it, they know about this podcast. So not only am I going to do that, uh, <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that in November when this episode goes live. But not, Great. not only awesome. am I going to do that. Uh, let's, uh, well, that's, that has, this has nothing to do with that, really. Uh, but speaking of Wikipedia and how easy it is to edit, how many times have you gone in and just edited shit just to be a, a, an asshole? I actually think I've done it a couple, just like a joke or something, not so much an asshole, but I, I don't remember what it was for, but it was way back when it was so much easier to edit that stuff. Uh, I, I have not edited a Wikipedia page in quite some time. I'll, we'll say, well, I mean, yeah. probably within four years I've done it. Uh, I've gone on and the only okay. I, I guess I wasn't being an asshole. I, when I say asshole, I mean more, like a joke. Uh, but I went into the uh, page for t- here, okay. I, I've done two things and they're both funny just because of the reaction that Wikipedia had. Uh, I went in on uh, the Levittown, Pennsylvania uh, Wikipedia and added myself as a notable person <laughs> for uh, wrestling and podcasting. I, you know, that's great. I used that's to awesome. I used to wrestle under the name and do podcasts under the name of Steel Tip. Um, I've since kind of retired that persona slash gimmick uh, and kind of just do podcasting under my own name. But so, but four years ago, four or five years ago, I was still using the Steel Tip name. So I did, I put, uh, under Love Town, Kevin M. Gallagher, also known as Steel Tip, former wrestler for X, you know, X places and current, uh, I think internet radio god I put. That is awesome. Uh, I would. You need to, you know what you need to do? You need to do like a scavenger hunt. Put it on my wiki page and then people have to find your page, your name on like 20 different pages. Just put yourself as the most interesting person in that city. 
That's you know that's not a bad, that would be a fun little game to, to do. <laughs> if be I a great can, game. That gives me all right. If I sit down now and and I rem, I guess when I go back and listen to this, I have about two to three weeks to to develop that game before this airs. So I got I know I got you. Do it all in this uh, a city region. Pick a pick a county. And just do it for, or a state, and just do it for those counties, and uh, then someone they got to find it. Okay, I like it. I that, like it. That's uh, hilarious. So, okay, and, and we'll say that uh, my information was on there for a minimum of a month, if not longer. Uh, now, what makes that funny is that I, have, you know, years later went on to the Wikipedia page for a tomato and. Somewhere on there it says that the tomato was reclassified as a vegetable in some year with some scientists. So on the line below that, uh, we'll say it was 2013, 2012 maybe, I said in the year 2012 – this, uh, the, the tomato has been reclassified as a vegetable or as a fruit again because it has seeds and Kev's or steel tip said so. <laughs> Within five minutes, that was, uh, Deleted that line that I put oh, in. Oh wow! Deleted. So seriously, that, that means someone is monitoring the tomato Wikipedia page twenty four seven to make sure that no one screws around with tomatoes. But Levittown, PA, is kind of just left behind in the dust and checked on every couple months. <laughs> wow! How about that? I was shocked that I I could edit the. You know, edit Levittown and not a tomato page. Like it, it blew my mind. Maybe, it, maybe because the the year difference in um in in when I edited the pages, so they maybe they were more on top of it when I did the tomato, the tomato one. But uh, yeah, it, it it just blew my mind. We'll see when you edit mine. Let's see what happens. Well, you know what? And I, I'll have to wait until November to edit it so that people can cite this episode as a, as a source. But yeah, I I think this might stick. I think we might be able to get it nice. stick. <laughs> That'd be great. So, so you retired from baseball. Uh, you, you know, in the so how long you were in baseball for what about ten years? Ten years, yes. Ten years. So, in the ten years that you were playing baseball, you built yourself up a uh, nice little um, package to present as a web developer, and uh, you've kind of got you know you're, you're you're not worried about retiring. You're set up uh, to find a job in the tech field with web development. Uh, tell us, uh, about, you know, the process, you know, what were you looking for? Anything in particular? You mean as a, my career path or? Yeah. Like what was it? Uh, like what, well, not necessarily career path, but like what, were, I, maybe, I guess, what were you looking for? Like what, what made you come to company X? Um, it was actually just the, the first feeler I got back actually, uh, not the first, but, the, uh, Maybe the second or third, but you, as a professional athlete, you have no experience in that field, so people don't really see you as being um, knowledgeable. So you have to actually get to a startup, get to a smaller company that'll that'll bring you in and take that um, that risk per se. Even though I had some portfolio items, the questions were arise: Okay, how do you go from baseball to web development? That's the the question that I always heard. So um, finding somebody that'll actually you know. Uh, take me in and, and, and give me a chance was, was one of the reasons I came to company X. And was, um, transitioning into, we'll say civilian life. Uh, did it take any time to get used to that? Was there, you know, uh, any, any setbacks, any, um, any oddities? 
No, um, I think my uh, off seasons were pretty much structured where I'd wake up at a certain time and then go to the gym and then do what I needed to do the rest of the day. Um, so I kind of had that, that structure and baseball teaches you that, you know, if you're on time, you're late and, you know, you, you have a certain responsibility where you're at the field every day. You got to get up and go no matter what. There's no sick days. If you're sick, you go to the training room. Uh, so it teaches you that. So getting into a, a uh, right out of baseball, right into a job, is just uh, different t- different hours. That's about it. Everything else, you do your work, uh, you learn while you're there, you have some fun, and you go home. And then uh, you kind of your your career takes you from the East Coast uh, to the West Coast. Now, is there any reason you decided to stay on the East Coast just because it was still like home or? Like I would imagine retiring from baseball, you you probably have the luxury to say, eh, I'm going to relocate. What kept well, you what, here? That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. When you played during the season, you're seven months on the road, eight months on the road, uh, and four months at home. So those four months um, well, came back to New Jersey. And, but I've had the chance to live in, oh, here we go, the whole, <laughs> the whole state of Florida, uh, New York, uh, Maryland, four different places in Maryland, Virginia, uh, Las Vegas, and Arizona. Uh, so I've had a lot of places where I've actually lived. And then when I came home, uh, I got to choose the best place that I felt I wanted to live in. Um, playing baseball, I traveled to all these different cities. And I came through San Francisco. The weather's beautiful. Uh, city's beautiful, and you know, naturally I'm a tech guy, so Silicon Valley, huh? well, this makes sense. Let's just move out there and see what we got. And and so you're in Silicon Valley now. Are you actually in Silicon Valley or? Yeah, no, 100%. San Jose is the valley, Silicon Valley. It's South Bay. Uh, right, I am right next to Google. I am right next to Apple. I am right next to uh, all these other big companies, eBay, PayPal, um, ScanDisk, you know, the tech companies, uh, uh, just a bunch, a plethora. HP's out here, Tesla's out here. Uh, it's yeah, actually cool Tesla. to drive past the Tesla. Yeah. That's really cool. Really cool stuff. Every, actually, every, if you don't have a Tesla around here, something's wrong with you because everybody has one. Do you have one? No, but I'm, I'm saving up for one. <laughs> you're, one of the, you're, you're one of the ones that people look at and say, ew, he doesn't have a Tesla. Ew, ew he has a Jeep Grand Cherokee. What kind of car is that? He runs on gas? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you go I, to the mall here, you can charge up. I saw the uh, – I, I didn't even see a video. I just saw the article on the – what is it, the Tesla X, the SUV? Did you see those wings, the bat oh, wings in the back? Yes, man. Those things are amazing. I saw that. I, I think I saw – I guess maybe I did see a video of those doors. And yeah. Oh my god! I want it. I I instantly sent the article uh, to Jen, my girlfriend, and said, "I I don't care what we need to do, but this is the next car. Like we got probably three years. We got I think the car we have now we have a five year uh, loan on, so we got five years to save up for a Tesla X because this is what I want. Like uh, that's what I'll be saving up for now. <laughs> now that we're just speaking of. And like I. Tesla, I, I don't know, I guess in the last, like, six months to a year, I've just been looking at Tesla cars and whatnot, and there's nothing about uh, Tesla that I dislike. Like, I just, I, that's my next investment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's got both. It's efficient, um, doesn't pollute, and it looks cool. 
Bottom line, it looks cool. Yeah, that's that. I don't <laughs> listen. I you know uh, you're not gonna we be, love the environment. Gonna be, blah 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 blah. It looks cool. That's what I care right. About. Well, here you're gonna compare it. You're not gonna drive a Prius. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, listen. I'm all about saving the environment as long as I look fucking mm. awesome while I do it. Exactly. That's where the Tesla comes in. You know what? I actually I saw today uh, driving to Company X. I saw. Uh, my my new car, the the uh, Hyundai Tucson. I saw apparently they made a Walking Dead edition. Uh, no. Yeah, and, and like I was looking, I was like, no, nah, that's just like a bumper sticker or something. But like I got closer <laughs> to the person and and was and looking at it, and it's a legit like emblem that's on the car. And that I, is funny. It's like, is it like a skin? Like it's wrapped. I know. I mean, it looks like like there was the only thing that I saw that said Walking Dead or made it look like a Walking Dead car was that little emblem above the uh, the the Hyundai name or the Tucson name or something. Hmm. I I don't know if the inside had anything special. I kind of remember when the show first started that the comic books and the magazine ads for Hyundai had like a Walking Dead theme to it. So but, they're a sponsor, huh? But I don't know. I don't. I don't remember the Walking Dead car, and I wish I knew when I bought my Tucson because I would have said, "Give me the the Walking Dead package." <laughs> I don't yeah, know what it's the, the actual packages. Uh, yeah, no. I, I I don't know. I mean, I see. I I could really just Google it and find out, but uh, you know, that's that involves research, and you know, you saw how much I researched for this podcast. I went to Wikipedia. All right, so. <laughs> Wikipedia. Uh, and then put some put something in that Wikipedia. <laughs> Let me just put every, <laughs> any Wikipedia that we've talked about. I can now use this podcast as site. And there you go. There's your scavenger hunt. And it's truth. Uh, Hyundai, Hyundai Wikipedia. Go to that one. Hyundai Wikipedia. Their Tucson model. The Walking Dead uh, Wikipedia. Tomato walk, uh, Wikipedia. Jim Howie Wikipedia. Got them all. So what if, what are you doing out there besides soaking up rays? Like what's I don't know if you can talk about uh what you do now uh, or how much detail you can go into it, but what's it what's professional life for you out in sunny sunny California? All right, we're going to cut it right there. Uh great conversation with my good buddy Jim Howie. Uh we talked baseball obviously, we talked his retirement, we talked what he's doing now. And next week, we're going to get into part two of our conversation where we talk a bit about podcasting. We try to find our flow in the conversation again with some pop culture references to TV and movies and all that good stuff. Make sure you check out Mr. Jim Howey on the Twitter at jhoey5. That's J-H-O-E-Y, the number five. You can find us on Twitter at The Entertains. You can find me on Twitter at HHWST, and you can find this show on the internet at awesomepodcast.com. So make sure you check all that fun stuff out, uh, and we'll catch you right here next week, same-ish time, same channel, right here, only on awesomepodcast.com.